words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Spirit of living God. We submit ourselves to you this morning, O oh God. And we ask that you move in this place and you speak to us, O oh God. It doesn't matter where we are, oh God. We ask that your spirit will fill every heart and every room this morning, oh God. That your kingdom will be established again, oh God. That your power will be made manifest, oh God. And Lord, I ask that this morning, let your words, oh God, bring life and bring hope and bring direction for living, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Um, Thank you, Emmanuel, for that reminder about identity. And, you know, it's such a great place to start because if we say that we are of the Lord, and then therefore this morning I've come to to conscript, conscript us into the Lord's army. And, you know, the word constrict would seem as though we don't have a choice. But the truth is, if we say that we are a member of the Lord's household and our identity is in Christ, then for the restoration work that God is about to do, we truly do not have a choice. Yes, it says that he gives us free will, but what do we do with that free will? And so the story of the four horsemen is a story of a Lord's sovereignty, but is also a story of judgment upon the earth. And so this morning, I want to just bring a simple message, but a message that I hope will stir our hearts back to the Father, back to the original assignment and the mandate that God has given to each and every one of us. And so it starts at the beginning, when God made the earth, it says the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the earth, was hovering over, over the earth, and then he created heaven and the earth and everything that is within it he then created man adam and placed him in the garden and found him a helper and so from the very beginning god has always been looking for people to partner with to bring his rulership and his dominion upon the earth from the start of time but just the same way god was doing that the enemy was also on a mission and a mandate to bring destruction to the world. And so he introduced sin into the Garden of Eden. And in that place of sin, there seemed like there was a separation between God and man. And so God's plan has always then bring, been to bring restoration back to but restoration between himself and man. And that's why he sent us the second Adam, Jesus. And so when we look in scriptures, we see that throughout scripture, God has always been in partnership with people. From Adam, from Abraham, can I do a thing except I tell my, 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 my friend Abraham, to the days of Elijah, God gave us power and dominion because he said that we were made in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, anything that we decree will come to pass. And so Elijah, shutting down the heavens from rain for three and a half years was because he was exercising that dominion power that God has given to each and every one of us. 
And so we then wonder, how did we stray so far from God's original plan? How did we become distracted by the things of the world, running our own agenda and working out things for ourselves, where our Christianity has become about me, myself, and my household? When did we lose sight of the original instruction and agenda of God, which has always been in God's original plan? And so, in Zechariah, we see the four horsemen. And it says that there was a man, let me just read this exact scripture in, in Zechariah. Zechariah 2, it says, Zechariah 6, sorry. I looked up again, and there before me were four chariots. No, Zechariah 1, let's start with Zechariah 1, the vision of the horses. On the 24th day of the 11th month, which is the month Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the son of Berachiah, the son of Edo the prophet. I saw by night, and behold, a man riding on a red horse. He stood among the marital trees in the hollow, and behind him were horses, red, sorrel, and white. Then I said, My Lord, what are these? So the angel who talked with me said, I will show you what they are. Because God has always been in the business of showing us his plan and his agenda for the earth when we ask. And the man who stood among the trees answered and said, These are the ones who the Lord has sent to walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they answered the angel of the Lord who stood among the marital trees and said, We have walked to and fro throughout the earth and behold, all the earth is resting quietly. But we live in times and seasons when on the contrary, it looks like the earth is in a free fall and there's absolutely nothing about the earth that is resting quietly. If you look across the nations of the earth, war, famine, hunger, man's atrocity against man, injustice at an all-time height, governments toppled, economies in trouble, inflation at an all-time rise, Poverty everywhere. It is said that more than 60% of Nigerians are living on less than a dollar a day. So that doesn't look like an earth that is resting. But see, what the four horsemen are doing in this time and in this season is that they are roaming through the earth and looking for an army of people who would arise and restore the original plan and mandate of God. And so this morning, I'm coming to make a call to each and every one of us that when those horsemen go through the earth, from the four corners of the earth, would they find us? Would we be ready to do the works, Lord, to, to, to do the work of the Lord? Would we say, here I am, Lord, send me? Or would we be running our own agendas? And so it leads me back to the original mandate for each and every one of us in our lives. What did God ask us to do? In Isaiah 61, he says, I've sent you to preach the good news to the poor to tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more, to tell the blind that they can see, to bring peace and justice upon the earth, to, send the downtrodden, to set the downtrodden free, and to spread the good news of the gospel. That was the original assignment that each and every one of us had. In, a, in addition to multiplying, subduing, replenish the earth. But how can we subdue when we are subdued by the earth. How can we subdue when, just like Emmanuel said, 
we don't even understand our identity in Christ. That the day we said we are Christians, it means that we are Christ-like. Therefore, the very image and likeness of God is deposited inside of us. And so whether or not we like it, we are a member of the Lord's army, a mighty army, the sons of Issachar who understand the times and the seasons and are able to accurately predict it. The Lord is calling for a time and a season when the church will have power from a place of deep insight and revelation. You know, strategists, you know, are highly sought after because they are able to do scenario planning for five years, 10 years, 20 years, based on economic indices, information available to them, research, data, and studying patterns. And these people are then able to bring advisory to big corporations. And so they are able to plan and predict every scenario that can potentially happen. And so if man, in our own limited understanding is able to do that, let alone us who was made in the image and the likeness of God. Come on people, what are we doing? What are we doing? Do you know that you can say to God to show me a thing and he will open up the heavens and show you step by step everything that would happen. And when you start to speak, people will wonder, if you are dabbling yes you are dabbling you are dabbling in the power of the most high god because he's looking for sons of issachar who will understand the times and the seasons he said to peter peter said he said who do you say i am and he said you are christ the son of the living god peter had not had any prior encounter with god at least not from what we see in scriptures and he met Jesus as a man here on earth. And so Jesus said to him, Ah, Peter, 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 flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. He said, Upon this word, upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not prevail. So the Lord is calling us back, back to a time and season when the church the body of christ will be built upon revelation because in revelation is there accuracy and instruction on how we will bring his sovereignty and his dominion back to the earth the lord is calling for the Berean christians the ones who take scriptures and read it in every translation and read it in every language and read it until it makes sense they understand it and they can teach it again the Lord is calling for the Gideon's army, the 300 who were selected to bring victory to Israel. The Lord is calling for the royal priesthoods, the holy nation, the people set apart for greatness in accordance to his word. And so when those horsemen are roaming the earth, they are on the recruitment drive. They are going to the four corners of the earth. They are going to the four corners of this nation. And they are looking for those who will be a member of the Lord's army, who will help to establish his rulership and his reign upon the earth. And so our assignment as Christians is a, is a heavy one. What does an army do? There's a look and there's a feel. There's a uniform and there's a manual. 
There's a way we behave and there's a way we talk. We are no longer allowed to engage in useless conversations and indulgences that just take away our anointing. We must come to a place where we die to self. We die to our carnality. We die to everything that does not edify the name of the Lord. We come to the place where we understand that our lives is no longer our own. You know, we sing all the songs. You know, my life is not my own. You know, we sing all the songs. I, I give myself to you. If you give yourself to someone, it means that you have no will of your own. And that's why I said we don't have a choice. It's a conscription into the Lord's army. If you say that, Lord, do with me whatever you will, not my will, but yours be done. The time and season when we say those things, just as religiosity is over. And if we know that we don't mean it, then we shouldn't say it. Because when we say it, the Lord is calling for us. He's calling for each and every one of us, regardless of our size, location, social status, as long as we have taken on that identity of Christ. Just like Emmanuel said, the Lord is conscripting us into his army and we do not have a choice. And so in Joel, he was talking about, he was talking about the, his army. And he said, you know, he said that, you know, let me, I want, to, I want to say it exactly how he said it in Zoro. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mine is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful who can endure. His forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys his command. And so our power in this time comes from a place of obedience of what the Lord is asking us to do. It doesn't come from the length of our meetings. It doesn't come from the size of our churches. It doesn't come from the flamboyance of our services. It does not come from the eloquence of our speakers. It does not come from the, the sound of our music. It does not come from the beauty of our environment, but it comes from a place of obedience. And so in this time and in this season, Commanders of the Lord's army will start to arise in unlikely places. People who do not have the look and the feel that we expect. People who in the ordinary, we see them as little, will start to arise to the place of greatness and power because of their obedience. And that will be their right to lead the Lord's army. You see, the four horses speak about famine, times of famine, it speaks about economic hardships, it speaks about debt. You see, because the thing is that, in the same breath, while, that army, while the, the horses are doing a recruitment drive, going around the four corners of the earth, and establishing God's rulership and reign until the time of his coming, the horses in Revelation are also bringing judgment. Because a time and a season would come when it will go from mercy, mercy to judgment because the Lord is coming to bring judgment upon a fallen world. And so in that time and in that season, how great and how dreadful for those who knew, who heard, and yet were unable to come into the fullness, were unable to do what the Lord has asked us to do. What a terrible day for each and every one of us. It may be better that we didn't even hear 
than we heard and walked around doing our own agenda, walking in our own self, in our own carnality, in our flesh, indulging with the world that never actually offers us anything because everything that the enemy gives to us is only fleeting. He's coming back to take something from us. He's coming back to take something from us. And so, in the times of judgment, the four horses, the first horse is the Antichrist coming to gather his people because he also has people just the same way the Lord is gathering people. Would we be found in that army or would we be found in the army of the Lord? The ones who would dare to decree a thing and is established. The ones who will speak a prophetic word over nations, over cities, over systems, over principalities, taking back media, taking back churches, taking back schools, taking back media, taking back everything. All the systems that have been established that we might bring the kingship and the rulership of the Lord. The horses are coming to bring famine upon the land. They're coming to bring death and destruction in the time of judgment. But before that time comes, the Lord is giving us a chance again to get it right with Him and to go on assignment for Him because He needs us. He's not, see, He says that because He made us in His image and likeness, that we are like God, that what we bind on earth is bound in heaven and what we lose is lost in heaven. It means that each and every one of us has the power to decree and say, peace be still and peace will be still. Peace be still. Just like Elijah said that there will be no rain. And for three and a half years, there was no rain. And when Elijah said, you know what? There will be rain. Rain came back. He understood the power of Christ that he carried inside of us. And the problem with us is like many of us are walking around in an identity that the world has given to us and they can take away from us at the slightest chance or at the slightest provocation. But that identity in Christ is something that no sin, no death, nothing we can ever do can separate us from the love of God. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I wish I can show you how powerful you are. I wish I can take you into yourself to see the power of God that is inside of you. And all you need to do is to just step your feet one feet into the water like he said to Peter walk 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 on water towards me and he did I wish I can open your minds to see that you are not ordinary that you're a royal priesthood a holy nation a person set apart for greatness I wish I can show you that no one is better than you because you are a member of the Lord's army and you are an assignment for God and because you are an assignment for God he will equip you we're coming into the season where the Lord will equip the body of Christ to do the work that is required to do because only then can there be real power. The gifts of the Spirit, prophecy will be daily bread, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, tongues, interpretation of tongues will not be a big deal. We will have conversations in tongues and we will understand each other and we will ignite fire in the Spirit because we are an assignment. We understand the codes of heaven and we are able to download it, decode it, and use it for the greater good upon the face of the earth. Not for ourselves, not for our selfish ambitions, not for our carnality or flesh. And so, this morning, it's like a clarion call. It's like the Lord is saying, 
My people, where are you and what are you doing? I need you. You're in partnership with me. I can't do this on my own. I can't. I can because I can do all things through. I can because I'm, I'm the maker of the heaven and the earth. There's nothing too difficult for me to do. So I can, but it is a privilege that I've given you this assignment to partner with me to establish my rulership and my sovereignty upon the face of the earth so that you can come into greater inheritance in heaven and just like Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father and I will look upon you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And so it is an honor and it's a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege that the Lord is calling us into his army. But are we going to heed the call? I ask myself, if the Lord says to me to leave everything and follow me, truly follow me to the ends of the earth, I will take you to places where there's no light, no water, none of the things that you like, would you follow me? But if I tell you that one million souls are at stake because of your voice, would you go? And that's the question I'm asking every one of us this morning. That's the question I want, I'm trying to answer for myself. And that's the question I also want all of us to answer for ourselves. Would we go on assignment for the Lord? Or, I cannot come to the banquet. Don't trouble me now. I have married a wife. I bought me a cow. I have fields and commitments that cost a pretty sum. Pray hold me. Excuse, I cannot come. The timing is not right. Lord, not me. This assignment of ministry is made for a special group of people like Pastor Moses. They are the ones who are called to do this work. Me, I'm just on the side. I'm happy to clean the chairs for you and that's all right. Would we go on assignment for the Lord? So if the Lord moves around the earth and doesn't find an army, what's going to happen to the earth? The earth he gave us to tend to take care of, to replenish, to subdue, to have dominion? Are we going to allow the agents of the enemy to run riot, stealing, stealing God's children into his army, confusing people with sin, with pornography, with all of those things that just take away from our flesh, that take, 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 give temporary pleasure and do not take us to the place of the Father. What is the cry in our hearts? What is the cry in our hearts? When the service is over, what, what are we doing? What are we going to do the rest of the day, the rest of the week? If Jesus were to stand before us, would we do it? Would we have those conversations? Would we say those things? We will go to that place. We will indulge in that association and relationship. What is the Lord saying to us concerning the times and the seasons? Are we just walking around like a car who's headed somewhere and doesn't have an idea? So where are you going? I'm just driving. Where are you driving to? I don't know. Where, where, what city? I don't know. What streets? I don't know. You're just driving aimlessly, letting life throw anything at you. Just walking around without instruction, without divinity, 
without power. And so, this morning, the Lord is calling each and every one of us back to the place of repentance. The Lord is calling each and every one of us back into his army. The Lord is saying, you know what? It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter how, how, it doesn't matter how messed up you are. It doesn't matter what you did. I don't care. For do your sins be as red as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. My love for you is bigger than that thing that you've done. And so this morning, I'm asking you to come back. Come back to the Father. Come back to me. Because I have an assignment for you that only you can do. Because when I made you, I made you in my image and in my likeness. I consecrated you and I called you as a prophet unto the nations. And I gave gifts and voices to you. And only you can reach certain people. And therefore, it's the enemy at work trying to take you away from your identity, from your mandate, and from what he's called you to do. And so I'm calling you back this morning to a place of repentance. I'm calling you back to the place of power. I'm calling you back to the place of fervency. I'm calling you back to the place of hope. I'm calling you back from the four corners of the earth. My horses are around roaming and looking for people who will say, here I am, Lord, send me. The Lord is calling us back this morning. And so in Revelation 11, after the, the horses had gone out in judgment, he says the seven angels sounded and there were loud voices in, in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who was, who is, and who is to come because you have taken your great power and you reigned and so this morning we declare that the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of God because we have dared to arise as an army and gone to take back systems and all the things that the enemy has tried to distort and all the things that the enemy has tried to pervert and all the sins and all the things that he has done that is contrary to the will the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of God because God is the maker of the heavens and the earth and inside of us oh God he has given us his nature that we are able to call back the nations to him oh God and we come back to the place of, of of repentance we come back to the place of power we come back to the place of revelation we come back to the place of assignment we come back to the place of purpose that we are no longer working for ourselves but we are working according to his power according to his power that is at work within us oh God that the time and season is coming oh God For the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of God from the four corners of the earth. So Spirit of the living God this morning, 
I ask that everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, that there's a quickening in their spirit, oh God. I ask that there's a, there's a repentance in their spirit, oh God. I ask that there's a reassigning in their spirit, oh God, that there's an equipping for what you're going to do, oh God. That we arise, oh God, like an army with a great voice and shout of victory. That we will bring back your kingdom upon the face of the earth, oh God. That no longer will be cities be laid to waste, oh God. But we bring back the splendor and the glory of the Lord in accordance to your word. So Lord, rule and reign over the, sing, the kingdoms of this world, oh God. Rule and reign in our hearts. Rule and reign in our homes, oh God. And let your kingdoms be established in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 